button? I did. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am young Ari Gold, and I'm joined, as usual, by my friend and co-host, John Wade, the Garnet Texan. And, John, um, I, I think we'll just skip talking about Texans this week. Let's open up a bunch of <laughs> football cards because let's I don't really get, know. Get yeah. yeah. Let's just let's – get... no, we'll, we'll save that for a little bit later. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, an interesting game on Sunday where the Houston Texans lost to the Zach Wilson-led New York Jets. Jets. No. J-E-T-S Jets. This is actually probably the most painful loss for me Um, because there's no excuses. Like, the Jets were 30th and, like, rushing defense, 32nd and passing defense. Like they were a horrible, horrible team, horrible team. And we go out there and for a little bit, it looked like we'll be okay. And then the wheels just fell off and we were, we were bad. And this is more and more that we just have probably the most painful offense to ever, ever watch. And we're not, we're not alone. We've only got nine people in the room right now. Like that's like probably an all time low. Or when uh, me and you both are here, everybody's just kind of tired of it. It's like, it's just, we suck. There's nothing yeah. to look forward to. No. I mean, we've got a couple of good pieces. Um, there's a couple of guys that might end up being something in the long run. Uh, yeah. Like John Grenard and Brevin Jordan, for example. But Gruger Hill. Uh, yeah, Gruger Hill. Like, he's, he's something else. But... I mean, they all play positions that aren't really like they're not premier positions. Like you don't see them time in, time out. Yeah. And I mean, Nico Collins is going to be solid, but he's not going to be a superstar. Mm. Tyra Taylor has forgotten that Brandon Cooks even exists. So maybe it's just the quarterback. I don't know. I mean, I have a theory. I I have a theory. I I honestly believe that they thought they would be able to compete this year. And I think through six weeks, which is like the only thing that any Texans fan can really hold on to was like the first six weeks. Like after that, there's like nothing else to hold on to this season other than Jonathan Grenard. Right. But I I do think that they actually thought that they were going to be competitive. Then Mm -hmm. Tyrod's injury just threw a wrench in everything. And they just decided to tank. Like, honestly, there is no way that you Mm -hmm. go from playing football the way you did for six quarters. And then, you go to what we've seen, I, I guess, you know, the Titans game, whatever. I mean, they almost lost that game at the end. But there's no way for you to honestly think that this team can't be better, right? Like, yeah, sure, Tyrod, Tyrod isn't like this superstar quarterback. But, I mean, through six weeks, people were talking about him like there were fans, some fans, that were Deshaun who, right? Because, I mean, he really ran the office extremely well. He looked compose in the pocket i mean there's just there was a lot of good things going there's no way that you have this big of a drop off from yeah a talent perspective right because the talent is the same so um it, it doesn't make any sense the jets are worse than the jags at every level okay there's nothing that the jets do better than the jaguars and yet we still lost to the jets this is a week after we beat the titans it's just there's no there's really no other way to look at it other than they are just embracing the tank. Yeah. I mean it after the uh, the first drive we had 
two drives in a row where the team looked very professional. It looked like we were going to actually, it actually for a moment looked like we were going to run away from the Jets. Yep. And then it was almost like somebody got the call from upstairs, like, what are y'all doing? Don't win again. Yeah. And the offense just went into complete tank mode. And part of me thinks that you're onto something that it, it has to almost be on purpose. Like the players don't know, but like the play calling is just purposely bad or something like that. Cause I, I, I really don't even know how to explain it. I mean, that makes as much sense as anything. Um, Cause that I'm just at a loss for words. Tyrod Taylor has the exact same numbers as Davis Mills. The exact same. Exclude if you take away those six first six quarters, everything else since he's come back, you wouldn't know that it's Davis Mills or Tyrod Taylor. And we currently are on pace to have not only the worst offensive DVOA this year, this season, but I was reading it was like it'll be the worst of the last 10 years. Like this is a just a historically bad offense. And there's pieces there that wouldn't think that it should be this bad. Like Brandon Cooks has a lot of talent. Nico Collins has talent. Um, I know we're tired of uh, Rex Burkhead, but, you know, he's considered, um, and I mean, there's depending on how you want to look at it, like Pro Football Focus has him as the number eight receiving running back in the league right now. And yet they're still trying to give more touches to David Johnson. It's almost like you're right. They want to lose because there's enough pieces there where, yeah, we're not going to be great, but not to be historically bad. And we are historically bad. And then just go figure Titus Howard. He actually had his per again. It's how much do you want to put into PFF? But according to them, he also had his best game of his career at left tackle. Go figure. Yeah. Finally get him there. Yeah. I, I, I honestly like, there's just nothing else that you can say like the, the, the talent is there, right? On the defensive side of the ball, the talent's there. You know, they're definitely doing things. Yeah, they're not perfect. They make mistakes. The middle of the field is always open for any tight end. doesn't matter who it is. Um, but outside of that, I mean, the defense has definitely evolved. I mean, I think – I don't know where they're ranked, um, but I think we, if I remember correctly in the offseason, we said that if this team could just be 22, 23rd ranked defense, this team will be a lot better. That was obviously when we thought Deshaun Watson was going to be playing quarterback for the Texans. But at the end of the day, like they did that part right. Um, and they found some diamonds, right? They, they found some diamonds in the rough. Gruger Hill is definitely a player that is worth signing long term and building around. You're going to let Zach go. Um, Malik Collins is another guy that is definitely mm-hmm. worth keeping around. Um, you know, so there are some pieces there. Um, and then, so it all comes down to this offense and the way that it's being ran from a quarterback standpoint, from a game plan standpoint, from a play calling standpoint, from an offensive line, you know, run blocking standpoint, this, this team just, there's just things that you see it do on film. And you're just like, dude, there's no way, there's no way you guys are this bad. Like honestly, You can't. And, and Jair brings up a great point. Not a coincidence. The only coordinator retained is stinking it up. Tim Kelly is awful. Yeah. Awful. Awful, went, awful, awful play calling. Seriously. Yeah. You went from, again, the first six quarters of the season where there's a lot of the guys like the uh, the, the film grinders out there, like Dane Kugler, that 
um, Dane Brugler. We consider, yeah, that we consider, sorry, that we consider very, very smart guys. And they were singing the praises of Tim Kelly with what he was putting together. Like how creative the Texans offense was, how they were using their players for the first six quarters. Like the exact comment I think that he wrote was like, you wouldn't believe me, but we have to take a look at the Texans play calling. Um, then he went ultra conservative with Mills, which I mean, you have a quarterback and apparently they have a philosophy there. I don't know who the philosophy came from that the worst thing in the world is for a quarterback to turn over the ball. So they went ultra conservative with him. And now that Tyrod's back, they've kept that ultra conservative mentality and they don't have the players to play that conservative. Like there's just so much of a talent gap to do anything. They've got to take some shots and they just don't for whatever reason. They just don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure what's going on. You know, I think um, this entire just this this season is just it's not worth watching it's it's really honestly not like put it on red zone like watch the other games if if the texans get in the red zone like awesome but like outside of that there's really no reason to watch this team like this team is so bad they're so bad i think i've only been to like two games this season they're that bad i'm not driving from austin to houston spending the amount of money I would spend, you know, three, $400 every you know Saturday, Sunday, or whatever it may be from a hotel room to food to just everything else that it entails. It's just not worth it. I'd rather go to a bar and watch other games or, you know, hang out with my kids. It's just, it's terrible football. It's terrible football. And yeah. I, I get the, I, I get the frustration from fans, you know, the lack of transparency. I would agree to an extent, like, but at the same time, I also know like they can't come out and just say, yeah, we're tanking. Like the Browns didn't do that. Like teams don't do that. So you're never going to hear Nick Sarah come out and be like, yeah, we're trying to adjust our our uh, draft position to ensure, you know, a, a better pick uh, for a player that we're going to be able to build around in the future. Like this just not, that's not how it works. Like you can't do that. Um, so I, I, I totally get it, but it, it does suck. Right. Because you got, you wonder what the plan has been. I'd like to have a conversation like what's the plan at the beginning to compete. And then, you know, Tyrod got hurt and things, things just changed. It was a worse injury than he thought, you know, ended up being five games. Like where, where did you guys make the change? When did it happen? Like, when did you guys understand that it was time to make a decision? But at the end of the day, like this team is bad. And like the whole Justin Reed thing, like, obviously we need to talk about it. I get it. Like, yeah. Here's the part that I, I wish people would harp on more than the fact that he was suspended or benched is he's a guy from the beginning, very well-spoken, very educated, very team-oriented, team-first guy, always says the right thing, seems to always be there, grinds, put up with everything he's gone through you know, injuries, terrible organization in the sense of like some of the way that things were managed, not playing them in the right scheme specific to his skill set, all sorts of different things. Right. But this guy, he's been a great guy since he came into the league and that should be the focal point of why this disagreement that happened, it was enough for him to be suspended. Look, if the players can't speak out against things that, they don't disagree. They, they disagree with in an open forum with their coaches. Then what was the point of moving on from Bill O'Brien? I mean, honestly, like 
if you're not able to be in your workspace and provide constructive feedback or express concern in a professional manner, which I would assume Justin Reed did because we have every reason to believe that that's exactly how Justin Reed did it based on what we've seen from him in the past. If, if that's not, if that's not the case right now, and that's not the culture you guys are establishing, then there was no reason to fire Bill O'Brien in the first place, because it, it sounds like the same exact culture to an extent. And it actually sounds worse to tell you the truth. It does. It really does. Yeah. It really I mean, does. for all the issues we had with Bill O'Brien, like the one thing other than losing JJ Watt, for the most part, he kept the players behind him. And the situation when he finally got fired with that disagreement like, we weren't there, but for the most part, Bill O'Brien kept allowed players to have an honest forum. He, he kept them. Um, what happened with Reed and Cully, to me, that's, that's actually very, very concerning because I think that this year was just kind of like a throwaway year. Like, I know they're going to say that from the, the beginning. Right. Yeah. Like, from a GM perspective, like I think Casario, I mean, we've, they said all the right things. Like we're going to be competitive. We're going to try and be competitive, blah, 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 blah. But this year was a throwaway year. Like he didn't have draft capital. He didn't have a lot of cap space. This is what he was forced to sign. Um, and he wanted to go out there and we didn't, we don't have any veterans on our team. Like it, it really is almost treating it like an, an expansion team in some regard. Like Not that we didn't have any veterans. We just didn't have a lot. Yeah. So trying to rebuild that core. Um, so, okay. That makes sense. Like everything we've talked about, like that actually makes sense. Then the next thing is Cully probably is a placeholder coach. Not probably. He is a placeholder coach. The, but what I meant to say probably is he may have, there may have been something to it with the uh, Deshaun Watson uncertainty that he was the only one that was actually going to take the job without speaking to Deshaun. Like essentially that's the conversation that I heard. Like if they couldn't, get a hold of Deshaun and Deshaun wouldn't speak to him. They weren't going to take the job or some of the other candidates. Cully didn't care. He was going to take the job regardless. So there may be some truth to that. So you've got a guy that is a placeholder until they get that situation resolved. And the reason that they were okay with him being a placeholder is he's supposed to be a culture guy, but he keeps suspending players. Yeah. Like this is some of the, this is some of that bullshit that they always talk about that college coaches struggle with when they come into the NFL. Because these guys are grown men. They're professional athletes. They're not supposed to be treated like children. And the fact that they keep suspending people for weird, not necessarily weird things. Like It's not to say that the guys that are getting suspended were necessarily in the wrong or in the right. But the fact that every week he's suspending like a key guy. Or it's almost like are you just trying to make a statement at this point? And the situation that you hear of coming from Justin Reed, like again, there's three sides to every story. What Justin says, what Cully says, what really happened. But for him to say that they had another conversation where he thought that everything was okay. And then to be uh, suspended for a week, to be blindsided by that, yeah. that, that that's concerning. That's very concerning. Yeah. And well, and then like Ali mentions, like Ross Blacklock, you know, being a fool on the sideline. Look, I, I saw it, but I'll, I'll be honest. 
Ross was called for two offsides last week and then a crucial offsides this week. Like he, he definitely needs to clean that up. Like he can act a fool all he wants. I'm not going to say that that's a part of the, that's a, uh, that's something against the culture. He could have been mad at himself. I mean, that, that, that's a, that's a ton of offside penalties. Uh, he, he leads the team in offside penalties. Like he's, he's definitely not been good at that. Ross has been a good player and he's definitely gotten better, but at the end of the day, I mean, he he was offsides, and he continues to be offsides. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But I will say this. For everybody that called Justin Reed a star, I find that to be just quite hilarious, to be honest. Like, that's not that's not a phrase I use. There, there isn't a star on this team. There's emerging stars. Jonathan Grenard looks like he'll be an emerging star. Um, that actually might be the only emerging star. But outside of that, like – Justin Reed is not a star. Is he the best safety on the team? Sure. Hands down. Is he a star? No, he's not a star. His play hasn't been consistent enough to warrant being a star. Since his rookie year, he really hasn't had a good year in the NFL. So, um, and you could say scheme. All, I, I get it. I totally understand. Maybe not all his something that he can control, but at the end of the day, he's not a star. So I, I, th- I thought that was interesting that that's what people were calling Justin Reed. Yeah, no, I mean, good player. Not yeah, he's stars. a good player, but he's also kind of plateaued, and it's been injuries. He's been played out of he's been played out of position. Yep. I and we've talked about it at length because Reed is one of this podcast's favorite players. Yep. Uh, for a lot of regards, but he he hasn't reached that level that we all think that he's capable of, and just whatever whatever reason that may be, he just hasn't gotten there yet. Now, out of the guys that we currently have on the roster. I mean, Blacklock is probably the one that's most likely going to be, or not Blacklock, Grenard, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Grenard, yeah. is, Grenard is most likely going to be the guy that could probably turn into a star. Reed, if you had said two years ago, he would still have that sort of ceiling. At this point, time's running out for him Yeah, to take that next step. He just may not be capable of taking that next step. And it will be shame because it looked, Yeah, because it looked like he could. And yeah, he probably won't be here next year. Like, I, my money's on him not being here next year. So. I wouldn't sign him to a long-term deal. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, know. Uh, it, it, it's kind of crazy when you just take everything into consideration. But um, uh, Jacob looks like he's turning. He's he's becoming a better player. Um, yeah, he's a Jacob Martin is an, an exceptional pass rusher. Yeah, whether or not he needs to be out there every down, every play situational uh, he's, guy he's kind of struggling a little bit with that but as a situational pass rusher he's one of the best in the league like he has one of the higher win rates still like he's getting home he's creating havoc he's just not so much on the run game like they, he gets there's times where they take advantage of him yeah which again if we had more depth like if we had a really solid linebacking crew like that wouldn't matter but where we're at right now as a roster like guys that have weaknesses because every guy has weaknesses, they get exposed even more. Yeah. But I mean, he's somebody that I would definitely, depending on the contract, like I hope he's six round. Yeah, Uh, I would agree. I would agree. Um, All right. I'm going to throw a look at Pat in the chat. Nice. Whoa. Who's that stranger? Um, I'm going to throw a scenario at you. Okay. And then I want to, I want to see everybody's comments if they would actually pull the trigger on something like this. So before the 2021 season, Russell Wilson, there was there was chatter that Russell Wilson wanted to be traded. 
right? Now we all know Russell Wilson is a devoted Christian. His faith is a huge part of him. And it seems that the culture that we're building is strictly around religion, whether that equates to wins in the NFL, you know, I don't know. I'd likely say no, but you know, in, in all fairness, faith is a strong thing. So you get the right players together with the right faith, you know, it, it's definitely possible, possible, but, uh, um, I mean, we talk about it and we kind of roll our eyes about it as we should. Cause for us, like we want a team that's professional and winning, but honestly, if when you've been around like football culture, most of these guys are, that's how most of them at least present themselves, whether or yeah. not they actually are right. Like, especially like, especially totally these, kid, these kids from the South, like they all grew up going to church. They all yep. grew up saying it. So the thing with Russ is he actually seems to kind of follow through on it seems maybe, but who knows? Yeah. So if let's say that Russ wants out next off season and you can, and and Seattle goes through a, it looks like they might, you know, there's Peter King came out today, said, you know, it might be time for a change. Um, Let's say that Seattle goes through coaching changes maybe even possible GM changes. Would you trade Deshaun Watson to Seattle for Russell Wilson, a first round pick and two twos? I'd want more than that. Oh, really? Okay. I would. Okay. I'd want at least another, another I'd want at least another player. Oh, another player. player. I was going to say, I don't know if you can get another first. I mean, Russ is still somewhat young. What is he? 29. Yeah. I think so. He's 28, 29. Yeah. So you still got seven, eight years with them. Um, but if, if that was something that happened, how would you guys feel about Russell Wilson being here? Let's let's say you get what you want, John. Let's say you get a player, Russ, a first-round pick, and two twos. How would you feel about the trade? Depending on the other player, I mean, optimistic, like – Let's say a young secondary player, young cornerback. Yeah, I mean, optimistic and hopeful, um, especially since we'd already have our draft picks. So we would still have young talent coming in, plus adding additional. What scares me, though, is Russ wants to win. Sure. Would Russ be winning on this team right now with this defense and the way that they're playing? Not, Not the way that the play calling and all that goes, but let's just say from a Russ perspective, like would we have beat the Jets with Russell Wilson? He should. We, we, we would, we would definitely be better. Would we have beat the Jets? Oh yeah, definitely. Would we have beat the Browns? Yes. Would we have beat the Colts? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, but we would have beat the Dolphins. Patriots. Dolphins. Yes. Patriots. Okay, so you're at six wins with Russ right yeah. now. So I, I guess my point is I think you could win with Russ currently, and then you add in the draft picks and free agency and things of that nature. You could potentially start to turn it around a lot quicker than you could with a rookie well, quarterback. I think they just said that he's 33. So if he's 33, that means we only have, especially the style of play that he is, we probably have five years with him. Okay, five years. Five years. So for two of those five, I would say that our ceiling would be essentially where it was with a healthy Deshaun a couple of years back. We'll get to the playoffs, 
maybe a little bit of potential to make some noise, but we're not going to be a Super Bowl team. Now, yeah. suffering through this season, I know that usually your response is, well, it's like Super Bowl or bust. That's like what, what, you, what we should be building towards. Yep. I liked winning more games than losing. Yeah. Like even like this has just been such a miserable season. Yeah. So uh, miserable, miserable. So would you I rather mean, have that rust trade or the dolphins offer? Pro- oh shoot. Yeah. It depends on the years of the picks. Well, they're all, I mean, you got to think, okay, so if the dolphins are offering you, Three you know, first, right? Three, three ones, right? That's uh, one next year, or two. Yeah, two next year, one the following year. I mean, here here's the problem. It's hard to find a good quarterback. Yeah, and that's not guaranteed. Top, yep, having a top five, having a top five pick in the NFL draft, to, and picking a quarterback that you supposedly want, also not a guarantee. Yep. But, Let's look at the guys that are number one picks and how they're doing. Not yep. so great. Yep. So for Joey, Joey Burrow, big fan of Joey Burrow. Yeah. Well, other than Joey Burrow. Um, but that's actually the exception more than the rule right now. Yep. Like, 100%. It's so hard. It's so hard to find the right quarterback. Yep. So with Russell Wilson, you know, for three years, you have at least an above average. Yep. And then two years, you've got a guy that probably smart, but he's probably going to be on the bench more, more than more than not, because he's going to be hurt all the time. Yeah, like I don't think his quality of play is going to drop off. I just think how often he's going to be able to play is going to be affected. Yep. I would actually, I would probably actually go for Russ. Yeah, I think I would too. I would just rather, you know, get. I'd rather get back to even if it's like slightly above mediocre, because that's so much better than being out absolutely awful. Winning the division at this point would have been, you know, Dune and Katie's always tweeting it, but it's like. You guys really honestly took for granted the division wins because yeah. it gave you a shot at going to the Super Bowl, right? It gave you a shot. You were in the playoffs. Whether you did or didn't, totally another conversation. But winning the division, if you just asked every player in the league, that that's the first goal. It's winning the division. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think the rust – like and obviously this is just hypothetical, right? We're just throwing a fun scenario around just to have a conversation. It's not like there's any murmurs or anything like that. But at the end of the day, like I, I feel like that trade would be a more interesting trade than what we would get from Miami. Only reason being is because I, you you solved the biggest pain point that you will have because Russ is a top five, top seven quarterback in this league, right? Um, I think I, I, you. Pr- Top five, really. I don't. I don't think. He, I, I don't think. Maybe he's ha- he's having a down year, but the entire franchise is. But I, I would still likely put him at a top five uh, quarterback status. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that would just be more interesting. Um, but I just thought I'd throw it out there. Um, you know. Re- but here's re- ulti- yeah. Go ahead. I mean, but here's ultimately the problem: this coaching staff. Oh uh, yeah, that's. I didn't think that we could get worse than Bill O'Brien, but I am actually in the camp that offensively, because we have Tim Kelly, who is a Bill O'Brien play calling clone, and then Coley doing whatever Coley does. Like he, he's been relatively good for two weeks. He hasn't made any decisions that have cost us, you know, at least embarrassment. Yeah. But I just, ha- I have no faith in Coley. No, me I have neither. no faith in Tim Kelly. Me neither. 
So it doesn't really matter who we got. We could get Aaron Rodgers to come play for us next year. If we have the same coaching staff, I'm terrified. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I, the coaching staff is just I, – I, I would rather have a LeBron. Uh, this team probably would have at least we, – we'd be winning games. Um, well, I guess not. I don't know. We were, he was pretty bad last year, but a little different. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Reed, thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. If you guys get a chance, look at Malik Willis's Twitter. His tweet strike me as a guy that's perfect for the Texans culture. I personally wouldn't take him any sooner than round two. Look at his tweets. Definitely will, bro. Definitely will. Appreciate that. Appreciate the shout out too. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, this team is just, they're, 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 they're bad. They're bad. They're bad. They're not fun. Um, it's hard watching the games, to be honest with you. I mean, it really is. It's, 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 it's really hard to watch the games. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really know what else to say. I don't want to continue to beat a dead horse, but, um, what else you got on Texans? Any, anything Texans related? Not really. I mean, it's, it's just such a, like, I, I, I mean, it's just is what it is at this point. Like we keep like, that's our mentality. Like me and James do not like being like this, but we try to look for the positives. We try to look for things that would be happy about or excited about. Like we are extremely passionate about football. Mm-hmm. And right now it's just surviving the season. Like I, I know next year will be better. I don't know if we'll win more games next year, but I think that having the reset, getting all that money off the, off the, Books. off the cap, getting the draft picks, getting hopefully the Deshaun situation resolved. Like all that will be like a huge weight lifted off the franchise and things will start actually happening in a positive manner, I believe. But surviving the rest of this year, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. Like these are really going to be like therapy sessions. Like, yeah, hopefully they keep looking for guys that are on practice squads. Hopefully they do something. They keep churning the roster. I mean, they have, they should be purging, but, they should be purging was, every practice squad around the league right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's no reason for them to not be pulling a new guy from the practice squad and putting him in the starting lineup. Period. Oh, I definitely agree. I mean, part of the, what breaks my heart right now watching them is they still continue to trot out David Johnson for as many, many snaps as they have been. Like, let somebody else try. Yeah. Anybody else at this point? But, I really, I really hope that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is on our quarterback next year. I mean, I know he's been good this year, but and he's got a much better play caller than we do. A hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent. Um, all right, do you guys? Do you guys want me to open these? Yeah, hey, I've got something that's gonna. Before we open those, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a little bit of something because you're wearing a, a, a stussy hat. Okay, um, that's all I wear. Do, you, do what? That's all I wear. T-shirts. That's all you wear. Yeah, I, don't uh, have I was gonna shirts. say. This is not an advertisement. This is one of those. I just got one of those Threadbeast boxes. Oh, yeah. And if I can get somebody else to get one, I get one for free. Fantastic. So it's like, I this is the first time, like, I can buy any clothes that I've ever wanted. Like, I've always had to buy clothes that I could wear to work. Yeah. So that's why I'm just kind of giving it a shout out, because they did, they did send me a, 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 a do you say it's Stussy? Stussy. 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 I, I wore the shirts in high school, and I, don't, I never knew how to say it. Yeah. A little yellow S. Um, but they actually sent me one of their shirts. Um, nice. Which one? Um, Stussy Design. It's just, just a Stussy, Stussy Design. Design's on it. 
Yeah. Is that so, a Stussy hat too? Uh, this is a Diamond Co. Oh, Diamond Company. Okay. Yeah. Um, but no, like if I can get somebody to go on my Twitter and click the link, I get another free box. So hey. I, I, you know, that's hey, I'm gonna use my voice right now because it's something fun to talk about. Yeah. You're wearing one of those, and you're wearing that hat. So you know. Yeah. Um. Now Threadbeast is cool too. Threadbeast is is actually really cool. Uh, I I did it a couple times. I did um, I also did the uh, oh I forgot what it's called. Oh, it's another one. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's uh, oh, really. It's like work clothes, but okay. I don't wear work, work clothes really much anymore. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I saw yeah. Ghostbusters by the way. I, I, it was oh, actually, how was that, dude? It was actually really good. Was it okay? It was really good. Uh, don't take Jack. It's somewhat scary, but um, okay. Uh, it's a little darker than some of the ones in the past, but it was definitely a good movie. Very good script. Good actors. Um, very good storyline. Um, cool graphics. I think um, it was it was a good movie. Definitely definitely worth seeing for sure. Do you okay. get Spider Man tickets yet? Yes, uh, for Thursday night. Yeah, me too. What time are you going? Uh, Seven fifty. Actually, okay. really excited. Um, We're going at four. And speaking at four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Are uh, Are you able to take? Well, yeah, you can take. You can take Parker. Oh Is yeah. It, I don't go to those without Parker. Parker's seen yeah. the Eternals. He's he's seen it all. He's seen Venom okay. too. He's. Oh really? I, I just have conversations with him and let him know like. Hey, this isn't real world. It's not real life. This is a movie. You need to understand the difference between the two. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I've seen episode one of Hawkeye, by the way, Jair. It was good. Yeah, Hawkeye's really good. I've seen one and two. I haven't seen two um, yet. Yeah. Two I think I think two's even better than one, but you you just gotta watch them. Um then just speaking of like kids' movies. Like, well, first off, I don't know when I can start letting Jack watch like the Marvel movies because he turns five next month. Like, it's crazy. That is crazy for me to even wrap my head around. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it's all, uh, I, you know, I, I know a lot of parents have like their own, like, it, it's all up to them, but I, I really it should be up to the kid. Not like, hey, kid, do you want to watch this? But more or yeah. less like the mature, <laughs> like the mature aspect of your child, right? Mm-hmm. Does your is your child a little bit more mature un, and understands you know these types of things? You can have a conversation about blood and and it being fake and things of that nature. You know you can't go around just eating people and turning into you know venom and things like that. But um, you know I think I, I was kind of lucky. Parker's kind of always been a pretty uh, chill and understandable kid. Um, I think Jack would probably be fine with Spider Man. I, I don't know if I'd take him to see Venom too. Yeah, well, I've always wondered if part of that with uh, Parker is because he's the youngest. Like, you've got the two older kids, and so he's always... You couldn't hide that stuff from him. Like, it was always on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that definitely played a part. But I also, like... Um, I mean, let's see. He was born in 2012. So before him... So 2009, me and Nate would go see the midnight releases of Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Cap, and the Avengers... And then when Parker turned three, I started to take him to all of them. But you got to remember, like at that time, all those movies, like there really wasn't a, a darkness aspect to any of those, right? Like, right. Um, like I'm trying to think, like Iron Man three, not dark. Guardians, not dark. Um, 
Ragnarok, not dark. Black Panther, not dark. Like, they really didn't start to get dark until Infinity War and Endgame. Um, and then, of course, like Venom and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I don't those, know. I mean, those are Fox movies, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, w- I would take him to see Spider Man, but that's just me. I don't. I, I don't know how Jack does at the movie theaters. Well, have you seen uh, the? How do you say it? Encantero. Encanto. No, uh, uh, first off, it's a fantastic movie. It's a really good movie. It's Disney. Um, yeah, it is. It is Disney. It's gonna be so good. I by kid movie standards, and you know, with sure. Jack loves Jack loves movies. So I'm, I've seen all the kids' movies. Like comparing that to like Clifford. God, shoot me if I have to watch Clifford one more time. Um, yeah, Jackie Encanto, took Parker to see that. Dude, you dodged a bullet. <laughs> it's I, not I, don't, I don't. I don't take him to see those types of movies. Like I'm like, uh, no, bro. Like I'm not going to see that. Ron Gone Wrong is actually really good. Okay, that one's actually really good. That one's good. Uh, and Incant, and however you say it, Incantero is is really good too. But Jack got scared during that movie, like during mm. a Disney movie. So I, I yeah, then I wouldn't take him to see Spider Man because there's going to be some dark aspects to it. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I kind of feel like a like they're gonna be scared of something, right? Like, you, and you got to have a conversation with them. So you can either like prolong the scariness or just kind of toughen them up a little bit. I'm not saying Jack needs to be toughened up, but Jack's it's just pretty, it's the weird it, it's, the, it's the weirdest things that like sets them off. Like we went on Pirates of the Caribbean. And he tried to hide under the seat. Yeah, pirates. But pirates is pirates can be somewhat like that first five know. minutes with the uh, or the first couple of minutes with the skeleton and all that. Yeah, like I don't know. On that, I think, it, I'm talking about the ride, but it's also uh, dark. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, but it's dark. It, it's dark in there. There's there's cannons shot out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Water pops up out of the ground. Like I think there's some somewhat scary stuff to it. We just rode it last weekend. I mean, it's it's one of my favorite rides, but it's definitely, I would say, on the verge of dark. Okay. But Parker's that... still scared of the dark. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And he's nine. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, that Pirates of the Caribbean, like, actually, like, scared Jack. But doing, like, the Rise of the Resistance, the Star Wars one, where there was, was like, some things that were kind of... Was that I thought were going to scare him, like he was just all about it, and he was in the middle of it. Like he's sitting there, like yelling at Kylo Ren because he wants Kylo Ren to be his best friend. You guys, um, so wait, you guys went to Disneyland or Disney World? Disney World. Oh, okay, so they have Rise of Resistance at Disney World too. Mm-hmm. Did you have to get on the queue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ended the queue on Monday, but um, yeah. Oh uh, no, 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 no. We just we just got in line actually. Oh, okay, yeah. We had to hit the lines were that and, bad, and and actually schedule it. Oh, I mean, I'm sure people are tired of hearing about our kids, but one last story uh, from Disney World was we did Star Tours, and at great, Star Tours, they take ride. a picture of y'all, yep. and one person, they say, hey, he's the Alliance yep, spot. Yep, 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 and it was Jack. Jack, it was Jack. <laughs> and Jack didn't want me to tell anybody that they said it, because he said he wasn't <laughs> the spy. He didn't want Kylo Ren to be mad at him. That's hilarious. He's like, don't daddy that that's wrong. That's not me. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> that's so funny. That's awesome. Yeah. We we had a great time. We got, uh, we built the droids. All of us built uh, lightsabers. Um, we got to eat. Um, I've always wanted to do this and you have to like make reservations like three months ahead of time, but we got to do um, uh, breakfast with the characters. So that was pretty oh, nice. cool. 
yeah, it just randomly popped up on the app as a spot open. I was like, I'll take it. It was expensive, but it, it was it was good. Um, I mean, everything's expensive there. Oh my god, yeah. Um, but yeah, Disneyland's cool. I, I love Disneyland. I have fun every time I go. Like, I feel like a big old kid. Um, but I've never been to Disney World. But um, I'm telling I'm just, you, man. Just partially California. Enough, we should be doing the uh, the Star Cruiser. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, here, so I'm sure you'll do it beforehand, but. You apparently you have to be seven to do it so you know two years okay all right well um i guess the texans play the colts on sunday i thought they actually played the seahawks this sunday so uh, um but it's next sunday that the seahawks come um and the Colts look like a real team. The Colts look, it's funny i i uh when jordan came we all went to dinner and i told jordan and the Paul and the other guy that was there, I was like, yo, uh, the Colts are going to win that division. Just watch. It's going to click. It's all going to start working. And what they do, they, they almost beat the freaking Bucks uh, in a very, very good game on Sunday. And the Titans lost to the Patriots. So the Colts are one game back. And I still think they have two games to play against the Titans. So... Uh, the Colts are going to win this division. And I think the Colts can be somewhat of a scary team in the playoffs. I really do. Their defense oh, yeah. is starting to put it together. Carson Wentz is playing at a much higher level than we've seen from Carson Wentz in the last two years. Um, they got weapons all around them. They got a fast, fast defense. Um, that team's going to be very interesting to watch. Jonathan Taylor is just something A else. monster, dude. Just a yeah. monster. Um, so, yeah, so the Colts should demolish us this Sunday. That'll be fun. Um Always, I don't know. Maybe the like division game thing is a thing though. Like we beat the Titans, so like, <laughs> well, we maybe bought, we, maybe we, we, we don't we, take. Let's be against... honest. We we beat the corpse of the Titans. Like everybody on that team's hurt. I don't care. And and you know I in in our regard, like they were the Titans were trying to defend themselves. Like oh, these guys are barely practice squad players, and we have them starting in the NFL. Yeah. And my comment on that is like, well, that's the entire Texans roster. Is yeah. barely somebody's barely off the practice squad, so that's not a fair excuse. But for for losing to us, but when you look at like their records, we're not playing the Titans that had the best record in the FC. We were playing no. the Titans that, you know, still an NFL team, still still a good win. But this isn't a team that was anywhere near full strength. Whereas this Colts team, especially behind Jonathan Taylor, is just gonna just gonna smash us. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is going to go off because he didn't. Uh, did he go off against the Bucks? I don't think so. I don't know. So I think that there was like this thing going around where it was like every other week Jonathan Taylor goes off. Um, so I don't think he went off against the Bucks, which means he'll he'll go off against us. Yeah, and Jair's right. The Colts giving up the the first to the Eagles for Carson Wentz is definitely a dub. I would agree. I would agree. Um, yeah, uh, this season sucks. I'm sorry, guys. Look, at least the draft will be fun. We'll probably do yeah. something for the draft. A lot of people have been tagging me, asking me if we're going to do anything for the draft. We'll, we'll probably do an event for the draft just because it'll be it'll be fun. It'll probably be the first time we have something to actually celebrate. Um, you know, Deshaun will be gone, hopefully. You know, oh, another thing, the women um, uh, that are accusing, uh, have, the, have the allegations filed against Deshaun Watson, uh, did testify today under oath. Now, that was the only thing that we know. We don't know how many people actually testified or if anybody dropped 
uh, their, their suits, but they did testify today under oath. So um, there's some news in the uh, Deshaun Watson realm. Yeah, we just need closure there. We just need that over and done with. The NFT is done, but I don't know how to. Uh, I don't know how to make a smart contract and actually post it. Oh. Anybody knows? Do you know how to do it? I do not. I can anybody... find out. That, I mean, that's your I, realm. I, yeah, I know some people that have made them. Let me. You let should me make NFTs. You should make NFTs. You should just make that's... NFTs, even if they sell or don't. Just look at the most popular NFTs and just sell them. Yeah, I thought about it. Looking especially at some of the things that people are selling as NFTs, I'm like, yeah, dude, they're not like, they're a, not over, like a monkey, a monkey smoking <laughs> a cigarette is like four, four million dollars. What, know, right? What that's crazy. Um, Shiba to the moon. Uh, how's Pat? Pat is actually doing really well. Pat's uh, I talked to him yesterday, I, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. Pat's doing really well. Um, he's enjoying life. Um, so that's good. Um, yeah, if anybody knows how to post the NFT, let me know. It's done. John, if you do it, awesome. Let me know. I'll, I'll uh, split the cost or whatever it may be. Because uh, I think it'll sell for a decent amount. I think it'd be pretty funny. Yeah, it, it's hilarious. It's kind it of hilarious. like one of those things that I, I want to cover my face about, but it's absolutely yeah. hilarious. Yeah. James, who are you taking at number two? Uh, Hutchinson. Hands down. Um, unless for some reason he goes one and Kavion falls. Uh, but I'm going pass rusher. Um, I mean, honestly, if we two. have the second pick, like Kavion or Hutchinson, like either way, like you walk out happy with that. Yeah, I mean, I that's the one cool thing about this like off season is that we get to actually do like deep dives into the draft this year, right? Like, because like the last two years we haven't really been able to do anything with the draft because everything was day two, day three. Um, so it'll be exciting this year. So I guess we'll kind of get back to normal. With Texans unfiltered stuff, you guys will be able to actually be excited to tune in instead of tuning in because it's a routine. Um, kind of like what yeah. we do. We, we record because it's a routine. Uh, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to studying like draft, draftable people. Like I think yeah. the, I think what's going to happen though is we're all going to be super excited. We're going to have like a top five pick, and then watch it get traded back. I mean, it might. I mean, that would definitely be. And it's not. Nece- and it's way, not necessarily you know I mean? the. And it's not necessarily the wrong move. Especially if we end up having mul- multiple. Especially if we have multiple first round picks in yeah. this year's draft, if we trade back and we're able to really stack them. But that's. It, I'm just saying, like, we're gonna get all excited. We're gonna start studying again. We're gonna do research again. We're gonna get on our mock drafts, and then something like that's gonna happen. Yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. It's- but when it comes to that number two pick, like I, I feel like there's all like if you hold one, two, or three, you're you're in a power position to be able to really negotiate and gain uh, quite a bit of draft capital, and that that's really when it makes the most sense because there are going to be there's going to be two quarterbacks, nobody's talking about them, right? But there's going to be two quarterbacks that come out of nowhere that people identify as worthy of the first overall pick or the second overall fit oh yeah um, it has to be a quarterback like it has to yeah oh yeah, yeah. We're, tra- we're trading back whether or not it's still like if we end of the season we're still at pick number two we're going to trade back whether or not it's to like pick three four or five like that may actually happen because yeah there's yeah. going to be two quarterbacks that people are like they're gonna they're not going to actually be first round or first or second overall rated 
but they're quarterbacks and everybody overvalues quarterbacks. Like that's just what happens. Like, I mean, just look at, you know, the year the Trubisky was drafted. Yeah. Nobody thought he was worth a really worth a number two, but they went up and got the bears went up and got him. and granted it didn't work out, but things like that are going to happen. Like you could even say that with like Trey Lance with the uh, Robert this last year. Yeah. Like, Jake Locker. You know, oh yeah. Jake Locker. Uh, EJ like, Manuel. Like, yeah, there's, I mean, there's plenty, there's plenty of examples to go off of that, you know, things like this can, I mean, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, another one. Yeah. Um, remember when, what was funny about Carson Wentz is if you went by just like, talent level like he was expected to fall to the texans but he got identified as the number two quarterback in that draft behind jared goff yeah yeah so, would you, so would you guys take daniel jones would i take daniel jones yeah i mean with the right coordinator i honestly I, i've seen some of his tape he's not bad no i mean he's not he's not he's franchise not a- changing but I no. think that he you put get him with the right coordinator and does it push us over the no, but it's a low it's a low volume or it's a low investment. And then if you also if it's part of the Deshaun Watson trade, like you also get picks back. So it's one of those that it's like, you know, at least we have somebody to play the quarterback position until we find the right person to play quarterback. Whoa, this is crazy. Uh Matt LaFleur and Robert Sala. I didn't see this. Did you see this? Oh, the uh the story about them and uh Shovel and Snow? Yeah. Dude, that's awful. Jesus. I hope um, none of y'all are LSU fans. That's crazy. Um yeah, I don't know. Daniel Jones, I think, would be interesting. I mean, if you're giving us four first round picks or whatever it may be. Um I mean the Panthers are still gonna be in it. There, there's so many teams that are gonna be in this now. Um it's it's wild. Washington's going to be in it. Uh, I, I don't think they'll stick with Heineke. Um, Carolina will be in it. Giants will be in it. If if the Trey Lance stuff is true, maybe the Niners are back potentially in it. Um, Steelers are in it. Who else? There's there's even a couple more. I feel like Vikings might be in it. Who else? Green Bay maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's Cleveland, some maybe. <laughs> Dude, hey, would you take Baker Mayfield? Oh man, no. But no, no. Would I you mean, sign? Yeah, would you sign I mean, Baker Mayfield as a free agent next year? No. No, because you think somebody somebody's going to overpay him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broncos. I, yep. For what it would take to pay, like if we got Baker Mayfield for essentially free, like. Yeah, he'd be the best quarterback on our roster. But is Baker better than Brock Osweiler? Yeah, I would say he's better than Brock. Okay. Uh, from a talent level. But he seems like he might be a little bit of a locker room cancer. Yeah, I don't know if they would go after him. And I mean, you've already had some fun with things he's done in his past. So. Yeah, I'd have a lot of fun with that one. What was the uh, Cheesecake Factory? Cheesecake Factory <laughs> with the Gremlins. <laughs> Um, you know, that's another NFT you can have made right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> I definitely would. I'd have that worked up right away. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's going to be an interesting offseason just for the NFL in general. Like, you got Russell Wilson, uh, you got Aaron Rodgers, uh, Baker Mayfield's out in Cleveland, most likely, which I don't blame them. I think it'd be probably the smartest personnel move that the Cleveland Browns have ever actually made if they do decide to have the balls to move on from Baker Mayfield. Um, well, isn't next year his fifth year, though? Or is this year his fifth year? No, next year's his fifth year, next right? Next year's his fifth. He's not going to be a free agent. They're not going to decline his fifth year. Nah, it's only like yeah. $12 million. Yeah. Whether yeah. or not they resign him after his fifth, but they're not they're not going to decline his fifth year. Like, no. I mean, it's the Browns, but even the Browns wouldn't do that. Yeah. I don't know. The Rams might be in for a quarterback. <laughs> not that they have anything to trade. I mean, <laughs> they, they always tend to, to find trade. a way somehow. <laughs> they really do. They really do. Oh, man. All right. Um, well, I guess that's it. Um, I guess we'll save the card opening for another time in case we need it. We'll keep it in our back pocket. Um, Somehow we got 55, 55 minutes out of this. That's kind of impressive to tell you. How, ba- how does Baker Mayfield hate Texas? He's from Austin. He hates the University of Texas, but yeah, he but still lives he, here in Austin. Yeah, like, he has a home in Austin. Yeah. He I've loves Texas. many people that have run into Baker. Yeah. No, yeah, Mayfield loves Texas. He's a Texas boy. Um, you think the real quick? Let's just go through like around the league. You you think the Saints move on from Sean Payton next year? If they do, I hope we hire him. Wouldn't that be crazy? Is he a Christian? Be, I don't. I don't know. I know. I don't think. Is he that is, crazy but... that we need to ask that? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Well, here's the thing. Like, are when you're saying, are you a Christian? Like that's, that's a whole nother level of layers. Like 99% of the NFL. Are you a devout Christian? Christian? Are you well, a devout? Do you devout. The it's faith? like, are you, evangel- you evangelical or like, well, I, I don't know if that matters to an extent. I think it's more of, do you live the Christian lifestyle more than anything? I mean, right. I mean, Sean Payton, I mean, apparently he's a pretty good dad. Oh, there's good dads that aren't Christians. (laughs) So that's that's all I know. He identifies as Christian, and he's apparently a really good dad. Okay. What about uh, what about Mike Tomlin? Do you think Mike Tomlin could potentially be gone for Pittsburgh? Are those the two most tenured head coaches in the league right now? It's it's Peyton and and Tomlin, right? that's That's not the Pittsburgh way, though. And Tomlin, it's not. And Tomlin isn't a bad coach at all. Like again, no. Either one Good of those is, moves on, like, dude, I would take them in, in a heartbeat. Um, Tomlin's just there; he's dealing with the the end of Roethlisberger, and, and they don't know what to do with him. And that's oh my god, I don't think that's necessarily on Tomlin. No, but that whole Ben situation is just awful. Uh, Peyton, Sean Payton was suspended for the Bounty Gate for Bounty Gate. Yeah, so that's a no. That's a no. Then okay. Trying to think, like, are there any head coaches that could potentially be fired? That would be great. Could Kyle Shanahan be fired? I mean, no, they they won't no. do that. Would you take Pete Carroll? No. Okay. Um. Who else? That's really about it. Well, actually, Dolphins let me rephrase that. Streak. Would I take Pete Carroll over this current staff? Yes. 
hundred percent. Would would you build your franchise around Pete Carroll as your head coach? I mean, if, not if there was other options, but if it was yeah. Pete Carroll or this coaching staff, yes. Like Pete Carroll heartbeat. or Eric Bieniemy. Uh, probably just go ahead and give Bieniemy a chance. Okay. Pete Carroll or Bill O'Brien. Carroll. Okay. Pete Carroll or Gary Kubiak. Mm. Dude, I don't know if I how I can answer that with a straight face because I love QBX offensive system, but like the stress of him continuing to be a coach, like I'm actually I hate nepotism. I I really do. That bothers me so much. But little Kubiak up in Minnesota, like Clint. after uh Clint, yeah, after um it was brought up on our pod that mm-hmm. he would be a good a good head coaching candidate. I actually looked at his resume and it's like, you know what? God damn it. He's got a great resume and he does. At, and you look at his play calling and it's yeah. like, okay, that sucks. But mm-hmm. I would like, I hate nepotism, but he's going to be a really good coach. He has the potential to be. Uh, he's about as safe bet as there is. Mm, there are none of them are safe bets. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh... Nope. No coach is, but if you look at everything like as safe bet as it could possibly be, that's going to be Clint Kubiak. Yeah, I think Clint would be an interesting hire for sure. Um, all right, well, we've gotten long enough. All right. Uh, well, you guys know where to find us. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Tell your friends about the podcast that just stomps and moves forward on i don't even know where i was going to go with that but uh <laughs> we at least try to have a good time every week yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, at least we show up here we, and we're gonna we're gonna talk tuesday. about something you yeah know? we show up every tuesday we're gonna mix in some marvel probably for the rest of the season uh i challenge all of you to watch all of the spider-man before december 16th watch the three tobies the two garfields and the two ha- uh, hollands and uh Get ready for Spider-Man on December 16th. That'll be a really good movie. It's already outsold Infinity War and Rise of the Skywalker um, from pre-sale tickets. Oh, wow. Uh, it's going to break every record that has ever yeah, it, existed. And that's in the pandemic, which is wild. When they first announced the tickets, like Cinemark, like I have that movie pass. I do like too. It crashed, their we- it crashed their website. Like you couldn't. Oh, even- did it? Yeah. You could not even load their website. Oh, did you do it the night of at, at, at midnight? Oh, as soon as they released them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, I, I waited until the next day. I totally forgot. Yeah. I, I woke up and did it at like 9 a.m. You know, it, it aggravated me, and then I was talking to talking to my wife about it, and she was like, well, just choose like Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Just like whatever. Just pick a day. Wait, she's, and... Robin's going with y'all? Yeah, she's going to go. Is it just you and Robin, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're wow. going to get a babysitter, and we're going to go. Hey. Um, but, Yeah. But I was able to get one on, on Thursday. Like, there were still seats available. I mean, all the good, like, all the super good theaters, like the XD and the IMAX and all that, those things are sold out for, like, two weeks. Yeah. But, like, but like going to a regular theater, there's still tickets. there were still tickets available yesterday. I love, I love the Cinemark Movie Pass. It's, it's my favorite thing. I've had it for almost two years. It's, it's the best thing. I'm eight tickets away from platinum status where I get, but whatever it is, twenty five percent off concession and two tickets a month or whatever it is. But oh, nice! Yeah, I love, I love it. Uh, Toby, I just sold out because got of it. it. Yeah, 
Oh, you just like, got it? Just got it. Like, well, the it's past great, month, bro. It rolls over and a half. You know like, yeah, yeah. Um, like the past month and a half, like me and Robin just like we would e- go to a movie by ourselves, essentially. Well, you guys like, are also too- rich now. Compared to where we were, yeah. Yeah, you guys are rich. <laughs> That's right. I totally forgot. I totally forgot lifestyle change. I forgot. But, but like, she would go to a movie, and then a couple nights later, I would go to a movie just to kind of get out of the house. Yeah. And so we ended up because there was a bunch of movies we'd want to see, and you know how I am. I'm just, I'm just like you. Like, I want to go to all the new releases. Yeah. So I got to see all the Marvel movies. So we, and she ended up actually getting it first, and she told me about it, and I was like, shit, I've got to get that. I, and then to go see Spider Man, it's going to cost us eight dollars. Yep, that's great. Well, granted, we're already paying for for the movie pass, but it's still great. Just uh, like, those fees alone, you go yeah. see two. If you go see two movies in a month, it pays for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. Hey, Toby, thank you for for showing up, uh, being in the being in the uh, in, in the stream tonight. It's much appreciated. I know there's a lot of stuff going around about you, and um, you know. <laughs> I, I heard you only have 13 minutes of screen time. I'm sorry that they cut down. Um, I know you're used to being the main guy, um, but you're too old. Okay. You're too old. It, it, it's time to let Tom. Hey, then they also renewed him for another trilogy. So they're going to do another they three did. Spider-Man for, for Tom. That'll be good. Uh, well, they got to figure out how to get a live action Miles Morales in. Oh, they, so they, she already said, she said it, that uh, there's a, there's a good chance that Miles makes it into the MCU. She said it yesterday. Amy Pascal. Oh the creative director for Sony. Okay. Yeah. And, and she said, uh, Spider-Man into the spider Verse is, is almost done and it looks amazing. Well, I mean it better. Cause the first one was probably, honestly, probably my favorite Spider-Man movie to tell you. The eh, I, I love animation, but I don't love animation that much. I, I think, I think far from home was, was a really, really, really good movie. It was. And I like far from home, but from the soundtrack, Soundtrack was like, good, but you also probably style watched it of with anime. Jack. Do what? You watched it with Jack, right? I have watched it with Jack. Okay, that's why it's your favorite. That doesn't <laughs> count. That doesn't count. But no, even when we, because I took you and Parker to see it for uh, Parker's Christmas present when it first came out. Wait, we all went? Yeah, we all went. I took, I took y'all to, I actually remember buying the tickets for opening night, um, and the three of us went. And I remember leaving the theater and telling you then that it was my favorite Spider-Man movie. Far From Home still hadn't came out then. But just, they nailed it from, like, the tone. Like, that is Miles Morales. The animation is perfect. The soundtrack is perfect. Yep. Like, it's going to be hard to top. It is. It is. Uh, Three Spider-Man, yes, uh, Jair. There will be three Spider-Man in the movie. Um, This one might top Miles Morales. Might top Spider-Verse. I hope so. I mean... I think it's uh, uh, this. This movie is going to be one of those movies where we we talk about it for an extremely long time. I think so. Like this movie is going to be wild. Like it, it's kind of breaking my brain to see how far like live action movies are going now. Yeah. And this like the type of story that this movie is going to tell, like the type of special effects that go into this. Yeah. The fact that they can do it and it's going to look realistic crazy like, it's just absolute craziness how about the like, fact that they like eliminate like the other two spider-man out of like certain scenes and stuff like that's wild to me that they that oh, like to do that how creative yeah so that way in yeah. the trailer it doesn't give it away it's so crazy and they've done that before they've, they've mm-hmm. done that with uh they did that with infinity war they did that with Endgame. um uh, they've done it before but it's still wild to me yeah 
Well, there was a for like the uh, the Infinity War trailer. There was in the trailer. There's Hulk in Wakanda, but he never shows up in Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's just little things like that. Like they're dude, so they're good. just they're nuts. It's it's absolutely nuts. They're so and, good. But... Who's the who's the think that like a lot of these Marvel characters like who would have thought like that they had become this big of a deal? Yeah. Brandon, before I... we go, what did you think of Eternals? I thought it was good. I I, I I I went in. Did you have you seen it yet? I have seen it. So I thought I thought for me like the eternal. I, I went in with zero expectations. Mm-hmm. I I didn't go into it. Um, yes, it was a part of the MCU, but I, I didn't go into it thinking. Um, I didn't compare it to any other MCU film. I didn't compare it to any of the phases. I didn't compare the characters to any of the other characters. I just went into it with no knowledge of who they were. Um, and I enjoyed it. I, you know, I, I thought that there was a lot of storytelling. They introduced 10 new characters. I think that's tough in anything. Um, and I, I, it's better than Thor Dark World. Um, yeah. it, it's better than Iron Man 2. Um, but it's, you know, it's one of those movies where I think we're going to look back on it and be like, okay. I, I now see why like the movie was this way. I, I do see why the, the story and things of that nature, like it's like, it's going to be like, I, a, like age of I, Ultron. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like you're just going to, there's going to be so many things that stem from the movie that it's going to like, okay, that makes a ton of sense. Um, Toby McGuire actually nailed it. And it's what I tweeted out after I saw it. It's like either the movie was too long or too short in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I, think I think it would have been a long. perfect, if it was a mini series, Oh yeah, like like, I think it should have actually been a miniseries because I know nothing about the Eternals. Like I'm a big comic book geek. Like I have comic yeah. books on everywhere. Yeah, and I know nothing about the Eternals. And it takes you so long to get invested in the characters, and then the movie's over. Yeah, where I think that if they had done like this one, could have almost been like a Game of Thrones, not like Game of Thrones, but it could have been like it could have had like this long like single season miniseries that could have just been. I think awesome. Like the twists and everything that go in it, the relationships and getting to know these characters where there's a couple of people in the Eternals where they, I think they're on the screen for like eight minutes. Like they just, you don't get to know them and you don't get to care about them. And then there's things that could have been pretty cool that they could have built on, but it was so rushed that they didn't, or it could have been shorter where they just cut all that stuff out and just really focus on the people they wanted to focus on. I I think with the Eternals, though, I'm sure that there had to be a conversation about it being a miniseries, but there's so much attention needed to be brought to them for for the new phase that it wouldn't have gotten the audience that it got in the movies. So they had to put it on the big screen because there's so many different aspects to the Eternals that are going to play parts in all the rest of the movies that... It's like they had to make sure that that was a feature film to ensure it was a part of the phase. Because if you leave it out and you have it as a, you know Loki or or what if or whatever it may be, um, you're, you're probably taking out the I don't want to say the guts, but you're taking out like the stigma of being a part of the phase, which is kind of right. needed, right? Like the end credit scenes, like uh, like you, you saw both of them, right? Both end credit mm-hmm. scenes, like you yeah. know who's you know who's talking to to Kit Harrington, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It's Blade. Right. So um, like there's just things in there that needed to happen 
Um, and Blade's going to be a big part of the MCU. So like you, you had to introduce him in a sense without actually introducing him. So, you know, I, I do think, I, I do think that it, it could have been better. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do another Eternals and it is better because there's not as much needed now. Um, it's almost like they got it out of the way. Um, no, yeah, I think five, you, I think you, I think you nailed it. Like the, a lot of the, uh, like it's going to be one of those foundational movies. Yeah. Like there's bits of story from that movie that'll need to be seen everywhere else. And just exactly. with the miniseries, no matter how well they do, like they just don't have the reach of even a poorly done movie. Yep. And it wasn't poorly done. Like it's still no. better than you, like it's still better than ninety percent of what's coming out of Warner Brothers. Like it's for not sure. It was better than Aquaman. Just, yeah. Easily. <laughs> I mean Aquaman so, was awful. Yeah. I mean, so it's definitely worth seeing. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there because we never talked about it. Yeah, I think um I mean Shang Chi probably up there Shang Chi was amazing that may be part of the reason why the Eternals is getting exactly it is because Shang Chi was so good I and I knew nothing about Shang Chi going into it that's and that's exactly that where was, was so so amazing Shang Chi was so good that you followed it up with the Eternals that it's like you had to be disappointed because you just watched this amazing movie not but six weeks earlier and you, your socks are blown off from a graph from a, a visual perspective from a script perspective, from an acting perspective, like they really nailed everything in Shang-Chi. There, there was nothing bad about Shang-Chi. The only, only problem I had with Shang-Chi was I didn't like the dragon aspect as much as most people. I thought that was a little too much over the, a little, a little over the top. Um, but I understand it and I understand from the story perspective. So that's fine. But um, Shang-Chi was a great movie. And then it's like, boom, here's the Eternals. Here's 10 new characters all at one time for you to learn, become attached to and become emotionally invested in to where it's like, no, like I, I can't, there, there's just yeah. too much going on. And then, and then, you, but that's why they, that's why it was released there. Right. It was like Shang-Chi and then Eternals. And then now you got Spider-Man. Then you got Dr. Strange and, and madness of the multiverse. Then you got um, black Panther or then you got, yeah, black Panther then you got like it's like okay, where were you gonna where were you gonna fit them in at? You kind of had to get that out of the way. Yeah, no, and it's fair. And I mean, we could get more into like the reason why that like for the type of story that the Eternals had to tell, like it was hard to make a movie that would be much better. Which is why I go back to it should have been a miniseries because it didn't have a clear villain. Like, yep, it didn't have I guess a clear. What is it? The antagonist, pr- protagonist, like, yep. uh, you know me, I get all this stuff confused. Um, and you had to focus on 10 people versus Shang-Chi, where Shang-Chi had a clear villain. Like, yep. you knew what was going on. You only had, I mean, it's Shang-Chi, like, so it sounds like one character, but you really needed to get to know three characters in it yep. versus 10. So there's a lot of things that were a lot easier. But they just, again, they just crushed it with that movie. I think some of the acting in the Eternals was bad too. Like yeah. I, I, I thought I didn't like Selma Hayek in that movie. I, I, yeah, I thought she was uh, she was eh. Um, I didn't really like the little young girl. I thought that was kind of like eh. Um, love the black dude. Um, I thought the Asian lady did an amazing job. I, I hate to be disrespectful and not know her name, but I, I do not know her name. Um, uh, Chan. Angelina Jolie was really good. 
um, the guy who plays the that play, basically is the the guy from the boys um, with shooting his eyes, lasers mm-hmm. through his eyes. He was good. Uh, the the quick one was good. Uh, the the bigger Asian dude was actually a really good. I, I liked his story. I liked who he was, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, look, it, it's going to be, it may be forgotten, but I guarantee you it'll play the biggest part in phase four out of all the movies. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, those things that you kind of hit on, like, I think that like using the character names, like Cersei and Icarus, like building up their romance. Yep. Like they spent apparently 5,000 out of 7,000 years together. So you should have really been able to build that up. Like you talk about um, Sprite, how you didn't really like her. Well, if it was a miniseries, you could really kind of, you'd really get to see what it's like to always be a kid, to be a kid yeah. for 7,000 years or yep, yep. adult lives. And shoot, what is his name? Um, um, the bigger, you said the bigger Asian guy. Um, I think I was great. He was amazing. And I would have watched like, he should have he should have had more time he should have had his own try, series yeah and then just getting to know him and getting him and angela jolie's character just or athena getting getting to know their relationship a little bit better because it was you knew that they carried they cared about each other but it was still unclear were they brother sister or were they actually in, like in love yeah but that was a little unclear like were again this is what all my thoughts on why it should have been a miniseries and then kamali like dude he could have had his own show. Like he, he was abs- He was amazing. Yeah, Gilgamesh. The Indian dude. Yeah, the Indian dude. He was like, great. Like I would have watched an entire series on him. Yeah. Like he, he was. He comes from um, like the last thing that he was in was it the H was it Silicon Valley? Was like that the only yep. thing that he's been in? That's the only I mean, thing I've ever fantastic. seen. Man. He was great. Yeah, and that, he was fantastic in that. And show. he was essentially getting to be like a superhero <laughs> version yeah. of that guy, but actually you know a good person i feel so. like uh I, I don't know if the movie needed to be a a, a mini series or a series on disney plus i think what they should have done was an episode for each character just to More give the, the character a background and then the movie cool. and then the movie because that then cool. you're able to probably take out a lot of the parts that made the movie long and somewhat dragged out Instead, you would have had a background of each individual character, kind of like what they do with uh, uh, Marvel Legends, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of do like a rehash on Disney Plus of each thing. Um, I think something like that, maybe a 15 to 20 minute you know, show on their character and who they are and things of that nature. And then you could have went into the Eternals. You could have eliminated probably 42 minutes of the movie and you would have been caught up and it would have been a much better film. But from a visual yeah. perspective, I thought the movie was really good. The, oh, yeah. the, you, you can come to expect that with everything Marvel, but um, I mean, they just, I mean, they honestly just it. was, I think it was kind of like on an, another level visually. Like it, it was a beautifully shot movie. Machine like just Chiu, I at, thought was even better. Beautifully yeah. shot. Well, it was almost two different vibes. Like, yeah, the Eternals was almost like art house, like the way that it looked yeah. like it, with like the uh, the the golden hour, like constantly, where Shang Chi was like, to me, it was it was like no matter what screen you see it on, the way it was shot, it felt like you were always in an IMAX movie. Like it, again, yeah, it's a fantastic yeah. movie. It's a fantastic movie. By the way, um, side note, um, we went to um, we were in Vegas, um, and I encourage anybody who is in Denver, Santa Fe, New Mexico, or Las Vegas. Do all do yourself a favor right now. Route write down Meow Wolf 
meow, M-E-O-W, and then wolf, and Google it. What are you laughing at, John? I, I know what you're talking about. Like, I actually had this conversation with somebody earlier today. <laughs> really? Yeah, about meow, wolf. Yep. Yo, it is the dopest art exhibit I have ever seen in my entire life. It was the one of the best experiences I've ever had with my children. It was cool isn't even like a good enough word. It is an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. It's something you could do literally all day. Like we pretty much spent like eight hours there while we were in Vegas. Oh, wow. Um it, it it's it's so it's so dope. I mean, it's really like one of the best experiences I've ever been. If anybody's ever been, drop it in the comments. But um, if you guys are in Vegas, Santa Fe, or, or Denver, I want to go to Santa Fe and Denver and, and take the kids again. Kids were so engaged. It was so awesome to see them uh, into the art that they had. It was it, it was like lights and like different um, like presentations, I guess, of like art. It, it was just. I don't know. It was the most unique experience I've, I've literally ever had. And it was awesome. They had a great restaurant inside. They had a little sideshow. It was, it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, so if you and Robin ever go to Las Vegas, um, you guys should definitely go. There's a bar in there. It's super dope. Um, yeah. Meow Wolf. Hands down. One of the coolest experiences of my life. Yeah. I'm already following them on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Jair, please, please, please. If you're going to Denver in a couple of weeks, Go to Meow Wolf. I promise you. If you do not like it, I will pay for I'll pay the ticket price back to you. I will Venmo you it. It will be the dopest experience you've had. It's like spiritual too. It's really weird. It's really weird. You want to know what's crazy about you bringing this up? It was like after the show, I was actually going to ask you about, because we had talked about doing it in the past and then, you know, life got in the way, but now I'm actually in a position where we could do a guy's weekend to Vegas dude i'm down like that would be cool i'm down even if we don't do vegas even if we I, like honestly a guy i want to go to i want to go to vegas for a guys weekend like i've only been to vegas once and it was like it was there for work so it was like i just got to saw a little bit of it like i i don't know i just want to go now that you're rich we can go <laughs> so um not rich but definitely better than we were rich he's rich guys don't let him fool you with your nice, nice little smile single income is still better than our combined but no it is not no it is not it is. yeah okay well that's commission though that doesn't count that's not steady i mean income. for i mean maybe for one year but still one year yeah one year um may, maybe longer now we'll see um <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, dude, I'm down. I'm down to do a guy's trip. I think it'd be dope to do uh yeah. to do a guy's trip. Um I, I I would like do you go John, are you gonna ever golf? Are you do you golf? I used to be a pretty good golfer. Um, but then I destroyed my knee. So I went from shooting um high eighties, low nineties, um, and then pre knee surgery, and then post knee surgery, like I I'm back in like the one twenties, one thirties. So that's just frustrating. So I get frustrated when I play golf. I'm about a ninety. I'm about a ninety, but I I, I love I love it. I, I play like yeah. two or three times a week. There was a time in my life where I played. Every, I would go either play every day or go to the driving range every day. Yeah. There, have Have you seen the the Park Blue Jack National? Oh my god! I have not. It's it's, it's it was the first time in my life I've ever felt poor. Like, and I I've definitely had like struggling times in my life but like i truly felt poor here 
So it's a Tiger Woods designed golf course right side, uh, right outside of Houston. Um, okay. I went to a Texans game and this guy had on this really dope tailor-made hat. And I asked him, hey, yo, where'd you get the hat at? And he's like, oh, I got a Blue Jack National. I said it was like just some like normal thing. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, uh, he's, I was like, what's that? And he told me. And so then I looked, um, I Googled it. And I mean, I play with the same four guys about twice a week. And um, I said, yo, this would be really dope to go to. Like we were talking about doing like a guy's trip for golf or whatever. And um, so I, uh, I call and I was like, hey, you know, I'd love to, you know, how, how, how much does it cost to play there? And they're like, oh, it's 150. Um, and then you got to pay the cart fees. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. How much are the cart fees? 16 bucks. I said, okay, cool. Uh, he's like, but that 150 is membership fee. I said, oh, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, I was like, is that membership fee monthly, annually? Like, how much is that? And they go, it's $150,000 um, a year. <laughs> Dang. And I, I'm sitting here asking him, like, is that a, is that monthly? I felt so. I was like, okay. I'll, oh and my I, gosh! I, I, said to the guy, I said to the guy, I was like, uh, I was like, hey, yo, I'll never be able to golf there, like ever. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry for wasting your time. I just didn't know, man. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, know. I've played, I've played at uh, places that have like thousand dollars. My dad worked for Wilson Sporting Goods, uh, the parent oh, company that's of right, them. That's right. So I got to. I've played on some really nice courses back in the day. But yeah, I I couldn't even I couldn't even imagine. Can I? My dad actually played. My dad's played. My dad's played at Sawgrass. What? Yeah, he's actually played on Sawgrass. And then of course, like the uh, the Kiowa Ocean Course, like he played there several times. Dang! Look at this! Look at this place! Dang! Just watch. Let's see if I can find like actual pictures. Let's see. Dude, look at this. This is in, intense, dude. They got they got lights for night golfing. I mean, we have beautiful golf courses in Austin. I mean, there's some real gems here. We have nothing like this. That's insane. It's a resort, too. I mean, it's gorgeous. It's just absolutely stunning. And if you know a member, you can play. But like, who? I, I don't know anybody that just spent one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year on golf. I mean, if anybody, I of all the people I know that I would think would know a member there, it would have been you. So, wait, say that again. Of all the people I know uh-huh. that I would think would even know a member, oh, or yeah. have the ability to know a member, it would be you. Yeah, I've tried. I've I've, I've, re- I've tweeted it out <laughs> multiple times. I've done everything I could. Um, I can't. I want to play there. I would love to play there. Uh, my game isn't even good enough to likely even play there, but it just looks. It, it looks so pretty, so pretty. Uh, Dexter's back. Are anybody watching Dexter? No, John. Do you watch Dexter? I mean, I watched it before. But you I- watched all of it. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's one of those that it just kind of ended like blah. It's good now, though. Is it? Oh, dude, it's uh, really good. Yeah, I don't get into TV shows very often, but this one's pretty good. Well, um, I like to put stuff up and just binge it. Oh, well, then, yeah, there's only four more episodes, and you can do that. Yeah. Uh, 
man. What else? I mean, I've got to make up for all the years that I couldn't watch TV. Like now, I I work from home. Oh, yeah. and I can just like play catch you, up. Yeah, you live the rich life. You can just do whatever you Dude. want. Oh, sh- I'm still working. Uh, working from home is like you love it's it, just, dude. It's such a game changer. Like it is not having to deal with people like yelling in your face too. Like, yeah, what on earth was I thinking? Like <laughs> doing hospitality and dental offices for as long as I did. Like, it's the greatest decision I've ever made in my life. Getting out of um, getting out of the service industry, taking a risk, and changing careers. It was by yeah. far the greatest thing I've ever done. And I think it's the greatest thing you've ever done too. I mean, it's just, such I a mean, game. it's a game changer, bro. Yeah. Everybody needs to work in service, the service industry or in hospitality, I think just so they would understand how to treat people. But the fact that me and you both had it as our careers at one point, like, yeah. What were we thinking? No, I have no idea. Young and dumb, young and dumb. All right. Well, I think they've heard us uh, just kind of, <laughs> You know, I'm actually amazed. Like our our people watching has stayed steady. Apparently, they they just like to listen to us. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we'll I think what... we talked about everything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what sort of feedback we get when I post it as a uh, as a pod. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> so I'm not that, I'm not cutting any of this out. It's all staying. <laughs> no, you might as well. Yeah, you might as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. All right. Well, my dog's been outside for an hour and a half, so I definitely need to go let her in. But uh, you guys, uh, thanks for tuning in to Texans Unfiltered slash Marvel Unfiltered slash Golf Unfiltered slash uh, Vegas Trip Unfiltered. That won't be unfiltered. You guys won't hear about that <laughs> unless you guys are there. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. I feel like uh, like the latest. Hey, we'll streams... tell everybody, and if, we'll tell everybody on the show when we go. Yeah, we'll definitely meet up. Anybody? It would definitely to. be. In the, it would definitely have to be during the NFL season. Um, because being at a sports book and watching NFL games is just a completely different experience. Yeah, I was kind of thinking maybe March Madness. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into March I, Madness. I, I don't, I don't really watch basketball, but that that seems like the one to gamble on. Yeah, like I watch the Rockets, and you know, I keep trying to get into the Longhorns because they're supposed to be good this year, but. College basketball has always been harder for me to watch, but you know, but I've under my understanding is one of the things that you need to do in life is watch March Madness at a sports book. Well, that makes sense. I'm just not really into it. By the way, did you guys know that Costco sells Super Bowl tickets for like a really good price? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm not even joking. Really? Um, yeah, my neighbor works at a. What the hell's going on here? Adolf Hitler Nazi party kill one. Whoa, bud. Buddy, buddy, get the hell out of here. That was kind of creepy. That was awful. It's multiple users, too. Jeez. Can everybody still see that? Jeez, that was awful. Oh, no, I accidentally blocked Toby. How do I unblock Toby? You put him in timeout for five minutes. (laughs) No, I, I no, Toby. I'm sorry, Toby. Oh. I, that was an accident. <laughs> Where is he? I can't. Is he blocked I, forever? I, no, it's just for five minutes. He's only blocked for five minutes. No, I, I, think, I blocked no. him. Did you? Is it permanent? 
It says blocked. I hope not. No, Preston. <laughs> oh, no. Don't say that. <laughs> not Toby. Toby, come back. Oh, man. Preston, I'm so glad to see you in there. I'm glad you're doing well, brother. Um, yeah, I uh, – damn, I, I blocked Toby. I don't Jeez. know how to unblock him. I don't be like block list somewhere, right? Well, and I would think that a lot of it has to do with like where did we block him at? Did we block him on YouTube? Did we like uh, poor Toby? It was an accident. <laughs> uh, can I wonder if if, <laughs> if if you're blocked, can you still watch? Yeah, I, I'm sure you can still watch. It just can't comment. <laughs> so, dude, Good sorry. lord, poor Toby. <laughs> Deleted. Hands down, Jair. I don't know what I was doing. I was trying to get the Nazi out of here. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> no, we are not copying and posting the Nazi propaganda. No, 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 no. We no. are not. That that was a... Not, not cool. Uh, that was a spam bot that just was lighting up the comments. We, I was trying to block him, and I could still see it after I blocked him, so I think I accidentally clicked on Toby. Poor Toby! <laughs> He's back! Dude, he's back again. What the heck? What the hell, man? Yo, All dude. right, well, I think that's that's time for us just to be done. Yeah, this guy's ruining a good time here. I think it's time to end the stream. You're, you're right. Look at pressing managing from afar. Uh, all right. Uh, well, with that being said, you guys, um, don't listen to the Ku Klux Klan guy. Uh, obviously, you guys know he's not part of this. Um, you guys have yourselves a wonderful day. Have a wonderful weekend. hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. We didn't even talk about Thanksgiving, John, but um, I hope everybody had a, had a good time with your family. Um, hope you're able to hug your loved ones for, you know, if you haven't been able to during the pandemic or COVID. Um, and we appreciate you guys sticking with us through this just awful season just awful plain awful season and uh let's talk about the draft and all the fun stuff we have coming up and then we'll talk about a bunch of marvel stuff uh yeah. with that being said i'm young ari gold signing off for texans unfiltered we'll catch you guys next week <laughs>